0: But what I know is that those are moments that are testing my will. Those are moments that are are alerting me to something that is bigger and brighter and greater on the horizon and that you have to choose courage over fear. And in that courage, is where power lies, right? uh, Somebody who is powerful is courageous. Somebody who is influential is courageous and doesn't give in to fear, doesn't succumb to fear. This week's episode is sponsored
1: by SheHub.tv. Log on to www.shehub.tv for engaging content dedicated to women. Also check out their quarterly magazine available in print and both app stores she hub tv for the fearless female you are listening to choosing her hustle with your host latisha francis this is a podcast for black women looking to turn their side hustles full time Each week, I'm going to bring you interviews from women who have successfully transitioned from side hustler to full-time entrepreneur. They will be sharing their journeys, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the lessons learned along the way in hopes to inspire you to choose your hustle. Let's get this conversation started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Choosing Her Hustle. Another week, another episode, another great conversation promise for you. I have a guest who is going to have a great discussion. Guest, why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Hey, everybody. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I am Kelly Charles Collins. I am a retired attorney. A professional speaker, award-winning TEDx speaker. I'm also the chief visionary badass of Ladies Who Leverage Global Network and Mentoring Accelerator, where I connect and mentor badass women entrepreneurs in safe, supportive spaces uh, so that they can create and share ideas, build thriving businesses, and live life unapologetically AF. And like you, I am a podcast host of the Ladies Who Leverage podcast and recently became the publisher of the Ladies Who Leverage Visionary Life magazine. So I am so excited for you and your new podcast and to be one of the, you know, the the few women, um, few guests, I'll say, who are gonna be, um, help you to usher this into the world. Thank you so much for being here. So you said you want to tell me. I am, yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh, I need to hear some more. <laughs> yeah, so I am. Um, Actually, this this year, 2022, will be my 27th year um, as a lawyer. Um, I retired in 2019, at the end of 2019. Um, So that was my 24th year of practicing law. And the reason, there were many reasons why I retired. One was um, that I wanted to leverage my expertise to pursue my purpose in the world, right? I wanted to do something bigger. I wanted to to be able to create an impact. And while as a lawyer, I created an impact for my clients and in the courtrooms, I knew that there was something way, way, way bigger for me and had been planning my transition out of the practice of law since around 2018. But what happened is that October 22nd, 2019, Um, I was called into the office by my partners. So I was a partner in that law firm. And they told me that by the end of the year, I would no longer have a job because they could no longer afford to pay my multiple six-figure salary, right? And so, you know, we had talked about before we got on here about the universe and how sometimes the universe, not even sometimes, the universe will call you to account for the things that you put into the world. And I had put into the world that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do these things, but I had been playing footsie, right? So I had this job that paid me very well. And so I was like one foot in, one foot out, right? Every now and then I'd be like, okay, let me go full force. And then I'm like, oh, I could take a break. And so the universe said, you asked, I'm answering. Now you have to decide whether you really want it or not. Um, And so, you know, I had been planning my exit. I knew they had been planning my exit. They just ended up doing it before me. And so I had to decide at that moment whether I truly was going to go all in, right, and and bet on me. And that's what I decided to do. I was just like, listen, I can go back to practicing law. I can practice law anytime, right? Um, And that that would have been going back to the comfort of what I knew. Um, And I decided that I didn't want to do that, that I wanted to be unapologetic about who I am in the world and show up um, for... The people that I know I need to show up for. So I retired and here we are. I love that. And I also
1: love that you said, you know, you wanted to make an impact bigger than what you were making. A lot of us start our businesses with that same desire like, I'm doing this, I'm making money, I'm making reasonable money. Some of us making good money, but it's not fulfilling me, it's not giving me what I truly want and i think it's admirable then we can really choose that path of pursuing our purpose it's yeah. the hardest thing in the world to do sometimes like stepping away from the what we know stepping outside of our comfort zone but i think it is just so rewarding so what was yeah. the journey like once you retired yeah okay <laughs> i'm ready to pound the pavement and make an impact. What was that journey like for
0: you? That's the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> because, right. So this happened at the end of 2019. So January in earnest, I started, um, you know, I'm going to be a professional speaker. So January of 2020, Um I had, Already started sowing the seeds for the two years before right? building my brand and building my influence. I want to say something to you before I go back into that is when we're talking about impact, when you rate when you create impact and you raise your level of influence, money will come. Right. And so one of the things that I did was to really raise my level of influence over the two years that I was building to transition out. uh, Well, yeah, the two years, because it was all of 2018 and 2019, most of it, like building that, um, building my level of influence so that when I transitioned. So now January comes around and it's like, yeah, you no longer have that paycheck. Right. So now you have to figure out you have to go out and get this money. And, you know, January and February, I was thinking about, OK, how do I do this? I have a, um, had a coach who was, you know, you know, helping me along and, you know, reaching out to people for speaking and all of that kind of stuff. And then March said, yeah, you're not doing none of this. Right. Because the pandemic is here and y'all are going to sit down <laughs> and there will be no stages for you to speak on and there will be no things for you to do. Um and so that was really scary because it's like, oh, what do I do? Um, the great thing though is that I had done so many other things in my life and still would, you know, still do. Right? So I'm an arbitrator, I'm a mediator, I do all those things. Um, and I had been used to training virtually. I had always done things virtually. So the 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 idea of doing that as a speaker when people were saying, okay, you know, we're gonna switch. Right. We're going to switch over um, was not scary to me like it was to some people. And I was not resistant to it like other people. But what really made the big difference in terms of my speaking business and allowed me to build a multiple six figure speaking business in the midst of a pandemic was a tragedy. Right. It was the tragedy of George Floyd's murder. And my expertise is in unconscious bias Bystander intervention and courageous conversations. And at that time, I wasn't really talking about courageous conversations. But when his murder happened, like within a day, I realized that I had um, a gift and a responsibility, right? So, as a mother of a a child, a a black male child who is the victim of police brutality, I, I knew that there were white people around me who had no idea to do what to do with what was happening. And so I immediately, I think I think I learned about George Floyd on Friday or Saturday. And like I was like, all right, y'all, Sunday, white people. And I said, this is for white people. I'm going to have a Zoom and y'all can come ask me questions, right? Because I'm all about creating safe spaces. And I wanted them to be able to come on and have a conversation with somebody who knew and somebody who could answer the questions. And I also knew that there were many Black people who did not have the desire nor the capacity right because of just too much trauma and just too much and just don't don't want to be um the place for you to land and so i felt that because i had the capacity i had a responsibility to shoulder that burden and so i had this conversation and we have quite a few it's actually um Somewhere it's on my my speaker page. I think I've posted it there. It's in my YouTube. But I had this conversation with um, these women to answer their questions and to talk to them. And I had that conversation, and then there were, uh, you know, every the women who can you have this? Can you do this for my group? Can you do this? And that you know, people kept asking me to have these questions to have these talks, and then it turned into businesses wanting to have these discussions around these topics. Because now everybody, you know, like, oh, I'm a diversity, equity and inclusion champion. And I want to have these conversations, Mm -hmm. which for me, having been an employment lawyer for 20 something years, knowing that those conversations never happened. And thank God we were going to have them. And yes, I was going to facilitate them. And so that tragedy um, opened a space for me and many other people in the DEI space Um, To be able to facilitate these conversations. And because I know how to do that, and because I'm very good at doing that, um, it helped me to build my business, right? Mm -hmm. It really helped me to to propel me in my speaking business and caused me to write a book about how to engage in courageous conversation. So it was um, fortuitous, I guess you would say. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a way to leverage something that was so tragic for the good to create the impact that I had set out to create Mm -hmm.
1: that's amazing and oftentimes you know a lot of us don't utilize the opportunities that are in front of us you you say you know you have put it out there earlier you say you have put it out there the universe answered the opportunity came you took it there were some hiccups but another opportunity arose and you took it but you also mentioned level of influence for the listeners what does that mean and how do
0: you increase your level of yeah. influence so you know obviously there's many ways to do it but when i think about influence i think about being in a space i always talk about celebrity right and and raising your level of celebrity and when i talk about celebrity and raising my celebrity status it is not about um, being famous. It is about raising my level of authority to, a, to a, uh, a place where people understand who I am in this world and what I'm capable of doing. And so in order for people to really, um, in order for you to make the impact that you want, right, to create the impact that you want, people have to know who you are people have to know who you are they have to know what you're capable of doing they have to know that i didn't read this on google and i'm going <laughs> to like regurgitate this to you these are things that i know these are things that i've lived these are things that i've experienced um either personally or professionally or whatever right there is there is there is the um you know how they say been there done that wrote the book got the t-shirt all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right and so in order for you to we know this right the people why do people follow quote-unquote celebrities? Why do people follow quote-unquote influencers? Because there's something about them that causes you to believe that they, they can help you. They can transform your life in some way. They can take you somewhere that um, you desire to go, but maybe you know don't know how to get there. And so in Ladies Who Leverage is one of the things I talk to them about, about increasing... Your influence, creating an impact, and the money will come. Right, income will flow from that because the people will pay um, to be in your presence. So, what can you do? Write a book. You could be interviewed on podcasts. You can be on TV. Um, publish a magazine. <laughs> you can host your own podcast. Um, There's so many things. The, the The goal is to to for people to understand that you under that you know what you're talking about. Right. So and that there is a level of authority um, that surrounds you and that if they were to ask you a question, I always tell people, you know, when you're talking about your expertise. So you know, a lot of people in the wake of George Floyd decide that they were now DEI experts. They're not. But it was just, you know, let me jump on this topic talk- topic because it's a hot one. Mm-hmm. So whenever I talk to um, people who say, Kelly, I want to be a speaker. And this is just about anything. I always talk to them about making sure that you can go deep and not wide. Right, so somebody who has influence, somebody who is influential, right? It is, it is having influence as a, uh, you know, and having and being powerful um, are things that are. I don't know how to explain, but when you think about somebody who is powerful in the world, when you think about somebody who is influential in the world, as opposed to being strong, right? Strong is like this physical manifestation of things. Whereas power and influence, it's like when you walk into a room, it's like, I am here, right? Mm-hmm. And people feel that you're there. They feel your presence. And one of the things that I know is that I'm powerful at my core. And, and, and it's, it is a thing that allows me to show up. And so you got, but you got to know deep right? You have to be deep. So if I'm talking about unconscious bias, it can't be something that you go Google. Like you, I have to be able to answer questions that go deeper, right? It's one of the things that I think made me very successful in having these listening sessions and having these conversations because people were able to ask me questions that I could go deep, that I could Mm -hmm. share my personal experiences um, from. And so influence and power comes from a, a a level of depth that that comes from experience and that experience could be anything right so
1: that is so you got my my wheels turning here, right and the reason why I'm gonna tell you over the last couple of months I shared with you that this year has been like I've changed the way that I've looked at things this year and I have committed to intentional inspired action but in that process, I realized that I was terrified of my power. I, my whole life had been showing up as a diluted version of myself and had created trauma responses around how I was received as a result of that. So I've been battling with showing up as myself and I, I no doubt in my mind I am powerful. Right. But coming to terms with that myself and being comfortable enough to step into my power because I have a story to tell. Right. And finally being in a position to accept that my story had to happen the way that it did in order for me to have the impact that I want to have on this world. That's right. One of the things that really stood out to me in our exchange prior to getting on a recording with you was, you ended an email to me saying, live life unapologetically AF. And you said that in your intro, what does that mean for us as Black women, us as Black women stepping into entrepreneurship?
0: yeah it means being who you are it means being true to who you are in this world it means living the life that you desire and deserve it means showing up and showing out right we just did a, a whole talk about that what it means to show up and to show out um it means understanding that you are powerful at your core it means not just stepping into your power but standing firmly in that right and it means understanding that even in that power, that there are moments that you will be shaken, right? But to understand that being shaken is different than being put down, Mm -hmm. right? And so while I, I believe to the depths of this earth that I am powerful at my core, there are times when I am shaken, right? There are times when I'm fearful. There are times when I'm doubting. There are times when I'm crying. There's times when I'm scared about something. But what I know is that those are moments that are testing my will. Those are moments that are, are alerting me to something that is bigger and brighter and greater on the horizon and that you have to choose courage over fear. And in that courage is where power lies, right? The, the, somebody who is powerful is courageous. Somebody who is influential is courageous and doesn't give in to fear, doesn't succumb to fear. And so, you know, being, you know, being fearless is not the absence of fear, but the presence of courage, mm-hmm. right? And so fear is a motivator for me, like fear, you know, fear is like, ooh. and I'll say it like I'm scared and you can't be afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I-, I will say to you that in those moments, so many of us, especially um, so many Black women. Um, we have, we have translated because it has become the thing of the day. We have translated our fears, our doubts, that shakiness, um, that questioning we have decided to accept this whole thing about imposter syndrome. And I don't believe in imposter syndrome. I believe that it's something that has been created in a way to disempower women and, um, And I, you know, I I always say, don't claim it doesn't belong to you because what you're feeling is not imposter syndrome, right? Imposter means that you're, it's a fraud, you're a fake and a syndrome is some disease mechanism (laughs) that you have a disease. So you're saying that you have a sick fraud and you would, that you're a sick fraud and you would never let anybody say that to you. So how dare you say it to yourself? And so understand that no matter how brilliant somebody is, no matter how successful people are, we watch all these celebrities all the time. Now, look how much money they have, how much fame, how much access, and they still have fears and doubt. And you think they're thinking, oh, I'm a fraud. No, they're not. They just know that that's part of being a human. And so, you know, I think we have to let those things go. And. You know, living life unapologetically AF, and we know what the F stands for, um, is just living the life that you intend and the, the life that you deserve. I think
1: it's interesting that you said that because I think a lot of people have this illusion that people who have success don't live it fair. They don't have fear. They don't have these moments where they're dotting themselves, like their confidence is through the roof and it's never, like you said, shaken in any way. And that is an illusion. Let's just keep it real. What is important is getting grounded in you and knowing who you are and what you bring to the table and not swaying from that. Knowing that through this process you will be tried, you will be tested, but all of this is about bringing it back to center for me. Uh, back in the nine, late nineties, early two thousands, I read um, the Value of the Valley by Jung Lorenzette, and I might it might be the Value in the Valley. I'll get it clarified <laughs> for the show notes. But that was very important for me because during that time in my life, I was going through a lot. And it was very easy for me to become that where is me, life is happening to me and not being open to learn from the experiences that I had. And that is something that I've definitely taken, brought into entrepreneurship, that understanding that nothing about my journey will be lost everything about my journey, I will be tested on at some point in time. And it's no different than going through school, you get a midterm and then you get a final, right? Every time we level up, there's a saying, new levels, new devils. Every time we are shifting a paradigm, we will be tested. We will be tried. So if we have this narrative that success comes without it, without the fear, without the doubt, without the crying, right? Like uh, ugly cries too, right? Like snotty (laughs) nose, ugly cries, right? We're setting ourselves up. We're sabotaging ourselves with that vision of an illusion (laughs) that doesn't exist.
0: No, I was going to say, you know, in in response to that, but the thing is that life and success are not linear, right? You're going to have U-turns, potholes, bumps in the road, detours. You're going to, and sometimes you just have to take the detour. You know, if you, if you think about where I am today and where, if you think about where my, my life in earnest started in terms of the development of who I am as an adult, you know, at 16 years old, I went to college, right? At 20 years old, I graduated with my first two degrees and then found out I was pregnant while I was on my way to get my, my third degree. right? And didn't have enough money for childcare, you know, got my car repossessed, had to had to take my son to work and put him under my desk in, in his carrier and all of those things. All of those things make me who I am. All of those things are detours. All of those things are potholes or bumps or whatever you want to call them, but they're your story. And all of those things make you who you are and all of those things about your life. I heard this, um, somebody said this, that your life is a masterclass for somebody else. Right. And so if anybody tells you that, oh, I never get scared, I'm never they're lying. Right. Because that's just that's just a a part of of the life. And you were talking about, you know, being confident. And I think even more than being confident is being clear, right. Having clarity. Um, This is something that I learned um, from my sister, who is one of my coaches. And my sister, you know, she went through the whole Tony Robbins thing and um you know, she said, one of the things that he said was he who has most certainty wins, right? And we'll say she who has more certainty wins. And what I have found is that when I am clear, I am unstoppable. And because I am clear, then the confidence of what is already there, right? So the clarity is what keeps me. And when you talk about the core and being powerful at your core, it's one of the things I, I use this example all the time is that when you go to the gym, what are they always telling you? Oh, yes. You gotta you know build your core. why? Because your core is the thing that keeps you, right? Your core is the thing that keeps you from being knocked over. The core is the thing that keeps you grounded. And so that's why I always talk about being powerful at my core because the core is solid. And so yes, you get shaken, you get bumped, you get rocked, right? You don't get put down. And so I think that that's why that's so important. And so we we think about confidence a lot and our confidence can can waver. But if you are clear, about who you are in this world, if you are clear about your purpose, if you are clear about the vision that you have, then, you know, those shaky things, well, you'll come back to that center. So true. Clarity
1: brings things into perspective in a way that we probably would not have considered, right? Because it, it, it can be a muddy
0: mess without <laughs> the clarity. Yeah, there's a quote that says "clarity precedes success."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I forget who said it, but there's a quote that's you know, clarity precedes success, and it's true. You have to be clear. You ha- you must know where you're going so that you can get there, mm-hmm. and and what you need to do in terms of detours and left turns and U turns and right turns and stops and pauses, right, um, so that you can get there. I love that. So
1: throughout this journey of building your business, building, your influence. What has been your biggest lesson? That you need people.
0: <laughs> that you need people. You need a community that you need to surround yourself with the right people, Um. that you need to invest, right? I talk about, in my book, I talk about building your squad and I say that that squad, some of those people you gotta pay for, <laughs> right? And so having coaches and mentors and and people who are who are invested in your success, right? Um, not yes, people, right? Not people who are afraid to tell you, "Nope, don't do that," or that's not the way you want to go. But truly invested in seeing that you are the best of who you are and that you live life unapologetically, a f. um. And, and just to really surround yourself with those people. And, you know, I had to, the, a couple of months ago, I just, I also had to think about, though, that as you surround yourself with those people, sometimes there can be a lot of voices, right? And sometimes those voices, having so many voices can create confusion. And since I believe that clarity precedes success and clarity is so important, sometimes you In listening to those voices, you have to understand that that squad includes you. And so you have to be one of the voices that you listen to. And sometimes that is the voice that you have to depend on, right, Um, to the exclusion of the other voices. It doesn't mean that you don't um, take in counsel. It doesn't mean that you don't take in people's advice but sometimes you have to listen to your gut, right? What is your gut telling you? What are you, what are you doing? You know, we were talking about um, before we got on here and I was saying, you know, there's so much stuff that we have that people say, you know, we should do this and you have to do this and you have to show up. And a lot of the ways that we operate in this moment, in this year of technology and social media, we are operating on norms that someone has created, Mm -hmm. right? And so we've decided that this is the way that we need to do things. And so we're listening to, oh, they said, Right, this person's making a million dollars, or they told you they're making a million dollars, right? And so they said you have to do it this way, and so that we try to do it that way. But doing it that way is is counter to who you are, mm-hmm. and counter to how you can really show up truthfully in the world. And so, you know, you have to take those things and take what what um, serves you and discard what doesn't.
1: I think a huge part of being successful in business is learning to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. and for some of us that's scary yeah very like oh my god like I am the final say-so like <laughs> no one really has any input and a lot of times we kind of pass the buck because yeah. we kind of want to have that scapegoat just in case well yeah. it wasn't really my idea so you know but learning how to trust ourselves. That is huge. And a lot of us go through life because of our experiences, right? Doubting the fact that we can make good decisions. So then we go into business with that doubt that is embedded in almost every action that we take. And then we wonder why we're struggling to see the success that we we desire.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and think about it, like when, you know, um, if it doesn't go well, we want to blame somebody else. But if it goes well, we'll be like, oh, yeah, well, I did that too, like, you know, you want to, you want to credit, people. right. But, you know, it just has to begin and end with you. And the thing is, too, that when we are. When we rely on other people, as so I talk about this a lot, when we're talking about believing in yourself, right? And we are, oh, they believe in me. That's great. Do you believe in you? Because mm-hmm. anybody, the belief is gonna change. Their belief, they love you today, they can't stand you tomorrow. So, you know, if you can, if you allow yourself to operate on the beliefs and the ideas and all the things of other people, you always be at somebody else's whim. You're, you're like a puppet, right? So as, Mm -hmm. as the wind goes this way and they decide to go that, Oh Lord, I gotta go this way. Oh no, I gotta go this way. Whereas if you, if you just let the book stop with you and you understand that you are the final, right? Say so then you're responsible for that right it's about personal responsibility you are responsible for your own success there is not one other person in this world that is responsible for your success it is you so you have to decide right you have to make those decisions and you have to be willing to live with those decisions and sometimes they're great decisions and sometimes they're not so great decisions but you know what you made the decision right and you can you can live with that if you are just going by the whim of what other people are telling you then, you know, it's like, oh, and then you're always blaming someone else, right? So you're living outside of yourself and allowing other people to control your destiny and to control your legacy. And yeah, I'm not about that life.
1: No, me, me either. <laughs> no one's controlling what's happening over here. And I'll take the ownership for it as long as, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So tell me what you got going on in your world, Kelly.
0: Oh gosh. So much? <laughs> there's, you know, it's funny because I am a true visionary, right? I'm a left mm-hmm. brain, right brain. So I'm a, a lawyer and I'm a, a highly creative person. So there's always something going on in my brain. So, I mean, right now the, the focus is I have my um, speaking business. So training and, um, for corporations on unconscious bias, bystander intervention and courageous conversations. That's one part of my business. The other part that I'm really working on developing and growing because I have such a desire to see women win is the ladies who leverage global network and mentoring accelerator. And so that is about really mentoring women um, who are at six figures or just about to help them to continue to, you know, grow their businesses and, and have a sustaining business, right? So so we know women start businesses at, at a higher rate than anyone. Um, but our businesses don't last very long. And part of the reason is is because we are very random about how we run our businesses. Right. We do something. Oh, I, I made some money. And okay, how'd you do that? Oh, I don't really know about that. So, my whole focus is to get us from being and engaging in what I call random building, random business bullshit activities, right? Just doing whatever because we could do it and we have accomplished something to being very strategic, visionary badasses, right? To be very strategic and intentional about what we're doing. And in that, Understanding that the focus, right, that you have to focus on the being and the doing. So, so many um, programs that are there um, are focused on the doing. What do you do as an entrepreneur? How do you build a funnel? And how do you send out emails? And how do you do the masterclass? And how do you, you know, create a reel? And how do you do, 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 do? But what about how you be, right? Who are you being when you're creating? You know, sending out this reel and creating this masterclass and sending this email? Who are you being? And so for me, we use um, our methodology is the build your business badassery methodology. So we call it the bib effect and it has five elements. Those five elements are your beliefs. What we were talking about before, focus, clarity, Values. Who are you being? Do you believe in yourself? You don't believe in yourself. All the rest of it is going to go out the window, right? Mm -hmm. The second is your boundaries. And that's about having a vision and having missions because those things create the boundaries within which you will work, within which you will allow people to be in your space or not. The third is your brand, and that's more than just the logo, right? And the fonts. It is about so much more. Like ladies who levered that brand, it has an aesthetic. It has it. It has its own language. It has you know. It has a vibe. It has all the things, right? There's all these things that are around it. We have a mission. We have a vision. We have a model. We have these things, right? It is a solid, solid um, brand um and then the fourth is your bag which is your money right how are we going to get the money because we are in business to make money I don't care what Mm -hmm. nobody says I don't care how much good we want to do in the world and the more money you make the more good you could do Mm -hmm. right and so um bag is the fourth b and it's about being strategic and intentional and we use what we call our 90 day strategic black print to help women really focus their life in 90 day increments and then the fifth is the being right who are you who are you as a leader? Who are you as somebody who executes and takes action? Because that's a lot of times where we fall out. Many of us, I mean, most of us know how to write down, like, I want to do this. I want to achieve this. The problem is not that. The problem is the achieving. <laughs> the problem is the action taking, taking the necessary action, right? Yes. Taking the necessary risks, investing, um, getting off our ass, stop being comfortable, um, stop being all talk. Mm -hmm. And being very actionable. And so the fifth part is, is the being. And so with all of that, that is the being and the doing, right? It is a full throated um, experience as an entrepreneur. And it's also one of the reasons I did the magazine so that we can provide um, content, right? Curated content around those things to be the full throated human being which means you know we're going to talk about fashion and makeup and you know all the things that make us who we are so yeah that's what i'm up to in the world um you know i just um launched a new program which is an incubator um an 8 week incubator group mentoring incubator for women who have not reached six figures so anyone who's 70,000 or below because they're, those women need help too right so for 8 weeks i will mentor them live in the incubator and then In addition to Ladies Who Leverage, there'll actually be another level of Ladies Who Leverage where we're going to be bringing in our sales and mentoring accelerator um, because I'm a licensee for Grant Cardone. So I'll be able to, to teach and coach on all of his sales and marketing techniques. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to add that into a a different level of um, Ladies Who Leverage. I've I've really been thinking over these past two years about the customer journey and where do I want to take these women? And so there's four um, phases, which are build, grow, escalate, and soar. Soar will probably come out next year towards the end of this year, but it's about building, right? So that's the incubator. Mm -hmm. Growing is where we do in the, the global network and mentoring accelerator. Escalate will be the, the the same accelerator plus the sales and marketing. And then SOAR eventually will be quarterly mastermind. So, you know, just always thinking about where can I take the women? How can I help them to grow and just continue, you know, the journey? Because as you said, new level, new devil. So there's always mm-hmm. going to be something. Always, 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 always. I, I love everything that you do. And so where can the listeners
1: find you online? Oh.
0: Huh? Well, okay. So if you want to find me as a speaker, go to kellycharlescollins.com. That's my speaking website. If you want to learn about Ladies Who Leverage, go to com. And um, my social media handles are Kelly Charles Collins and Ladies Who Leverage.
1: Okay. All of that will be in the show notes. Do you have anything final that you want to leave with the listeners?
0: Yeah. You know, I think you just have to be, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have a vision of where you want to go so that you can reverse engineer to get there. And you just have to be you. Like you just have to know that, you know, you can be and do anything um, that you put your mind to and don't allow people to speak death over your dreams right and you know i talk about in my book unapologetic af 34 ways to unleash your inner badass and i always leave people with you know unleash your badassery and live life unapologetically af have no regrets
1: hey i love it listeners how are you living life unapologetically af that's something to consider but i want to thank you kelly for your time today i really appreciate it and enjoyed this conversation listeners I want to remind you to walk as if every step you take is about to create an avalanche because boo, you are here to change the world. I'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Choosing Her Hustle. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to press the subscribe button. If you want to join in the conversation, follow me on Instagram at choosing her hustle podcast where i'll be going live every thursday to dig a little deeper into this week's episode so make sure you bring your questions and comments and join our amazing community if you want to support us share 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 And make sure to leave us a rating and review. See you next week.